I don't believe in beauty is the eye of the beholder. Yeah. I believe that beauty exists everywhere and in anything. Yeah. And we need to start talking about that because maybe we'll have a world that will care more about one another. Yeah. If we see that. Hello guys, welcome or welcome back to Haiki Adulting, aka the not-so-serious guide as to how to live your best life no matter who you are. My name is Jada, and I am so glad that you guys are here spending this lovely morning with me. Um, for me today, it is Monday morning, November 2nd, and tomorrow is officially election day. Um, yeah, tomorrow, there's a lot of anxiety surrounding tomorrow, I feel like, and you know what? I just want everyone to take a collective deep breath right now. That was disgusting. But so absolutely necessary, guys. We need to chill. I think there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of restlessness surrounding tomorrow and the decision making that goes into tomorrow. Look, I just want you guys to know right here on the podcast, it doesn't matter who the hell wins this election. You yourself as an individual have to keep moving on, keep moving forward, keep trudging on because guess what? that can't stop you from becoming the best version of yourself. It just can't. It really cannot stop you. And even though it seems that odds may be stacked against you depending on who will win, um, I'm just foreshadowing for anything. I'm not getting my hopes too high. I'm not getting my hopes too low. I'm just very neutral right now and I feel that that's the best feeling to be in and the best uh, mental state for me right now. There's no reason to work yourself up anymore because we've already done all the fighting for the past couple of months. You've seen all the YouTube ads you've seen all the just tv ads computer freaking ads like it's everywhere like you can't not miss this election you know it's huge everyone's been talking about it celebrities left and right but guess what it's time to just unplug maybe unplug for the day if that's what you need because guess what it just it's too much it's so much and it's so exhausting here's your sign to just go ahead and take a break take a freaking break from me to you do it um, yeah, I don't really have a quote for this week just because today is election day um, when you guys are hearing this. So I want you guys to know that no matter what happens, you've freaking got this, you know, like four years of lifetime, no matter what happens up there in leadership, you also have the choice on how you want to move forward. That shouldn't stop you from becoming the business owner that you want to become. That shouldn't stop you from becoming an actor or a doctor or a lawyer. Like, you shouldn't stop pursuing your dreams no matter what you look like, what your race, sexuality is. Like, nothing should determine how successful you are except for yourself. You can push yourself. You can you can do unbeatable things no matter who's in that house. And I think that that's so, something so important to remember because I think as soon as uh, someone won four years ago, it was very easy for everyone to just be like, oh my god, the next four years are going to suck. And I mean, hey, uh, but look, we're here right now. We're literally here right now seeing the dawn of this new election of someone hopefully replacing somebody but you know we never know what's gonna happen until the last day but yeah I think it's about time to just again let it all go I along with many many others obviously feel very strongly about how we want this election to go but there's again no reason to 
just beat yourself down about it you know like we've got to keep moving forward and keep our heads high and that's the only way that we're going to prevail so you you just have to keep moving forward i hope that provides a sense of just peace and calm and you know like a sense of okay because things are going to be okay like you know they will just be okay and we're not going to let someone determine how we feel you know so with that being said i love you guys so much i hope that everyone's not feeling as anxious and not feeling as crazy um sorry if you're not even american you're probably just like you probably agree honestly but just had a ramble a little bit i'm sitting here with some green tea you know just detoxing my body um this lovely morning and yeah i don't really have that much to say so i think i'm just gonna go ahead and get started with this episode guys i am so happy that you guys are going to be able to listen to this episode this morning it is absolutely phenomenal um i'm so utterly inspired by these two women diamond and lydia props to you they have a new beauty company called pothos beauty but it is not your average ordinary beauty company it really is something that is completely beauty industry changing that will and i will quote that right now it will blow up so big that you guys won't even freaking like believe that they were on my podcast. It's one of those. They're going to be on like how I built this, you know, they're going to be on one of those podcasts. I just see it happening for them. They've just got such a good goal and such um, an inspiring and powerful message that you can't miss them. Like you just can't, you know, (laughs) but before we start, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a discount code because I didn't mention it in the actual podcast itself. But if you guys are going to go to their website, Pothos Beauty, um, I will leave the link down below and all that stuff. Use my code ADULTING10 to get 10% off of your merch because that's what they have right now. So definitely if you guys are feeling super inspired and just feeling like supporting them, which uh, please do, just use my code. My code will last forever, as they said, which is so sweet. Thank you so much. Um, So definitely even in the future when they actually like launch and open up and do all that stuff, that code will last forever. So you can use it at any time. Please listen to this episode completely fully through you just have to like really listen to this episode it just means so much their personalities are just so vibrant and exuberant they are really just they're just right there and they're just so giggly and I freaking love them you're gonna love them and there's no better co-founders than these two right here again they're making something really revolutionary really life-changing so please enjoy this episode from Jada to all of you guys out there listening wherever you are um put your thinking caps on because it's time to think about how we see beauty it's about time to think about how we're changing the narrative of the beauty industry and yeah thank you guys so much for listening to this beginning of the episode have a great rest of your election day watch a tv show have dinner with your family talk to a friend do something um other than worry about the two people there um (laughs) yeah with that being said i love you guys so freaking much enjoy this episode wholeheartedly and i will talk to you guys in next week's episode bye Today, I have two guests this time. I think I'm really liking the whole have more than one guest on at a time thing. The more the merrier, you know. We've got two founders of a beauty brand called Pothos Beauty. It's very new, which I'm so excited about because I love, you know, hearing about upcoming businesses, upcoming brands, and especially people of color, women of color. I'm obsessed with the whole idea. So go ahead and introduce yourselves to the podcast, Diamond and Lydia. Hello, we are the founders of Pothos Beauty. I'm Diamond. Hi, I'm Lydia. Thank you, Jada, for having us here. Oh my god, of course. So let's just jump in and talk about what Pathos Beauty is. Mm -hmm. Pathos Beauty is an inclusive beauty and wellness marketplace. Mm -hmm. And one of the main things that we're doing is changing the narrative around how do we see beauty 
So not being that it's just products or cosmetics, but really digging into what does beauty mean as like existing and coexisting on earth. Yeah. So changing the topics of like, how do we see ourselves? How do we treat ourselves? Our mental health, um, our spiritual health, our sexual health. Just like really breaking down the doors and the walls of what does really beauty mean? Because it is the front face to everything that we build. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing. And yeah. The cool thing about Pathos that we are extremely excited about is the community aspect of things. I love it, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're connecting with our community, whether they're beauty experts or consumers in general, people like you and I, and we're celebrating them. Something that Diamond and I care about and from our past experience is that we didn't feel celebrated in tech industry. So we wanted to create a company. Not only is it driving of revenue but actually gives a fuck about people Mm -hmm. yeah our main goal is really taking the conscious consumer and connecting them to brands but not only connecting them to brands and helping these brands get exposure and have like be connected to people that are aligned with their values but we want to drive conversation because we want to change the industry Mm -hmm. so yes we're a marketplace yes we're a retailer yeah we're going to sell all your favorite things or brands that you didn't know were your favorites but more importantly we're building a community that not doesn't tolerate us, but celebrates every last one of us, especially when it comes to your human uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next component of our company is we're super proud of this. We're a mission-focused company. Yeah. And that means that we're really focused on rechanging the infrastructures of society. So a portion of our proceeds goes towards rebuilding and funding the things that need to be funded in our, in our society because we have found yeah. that if we don't do it, who is going to do it. So it's not your typical, we're just going to fund a nonprofit. No, we're going to see what the actual issues are and we're going to fix them. So if there's a school that needs to be funded, we're going to fix that. If there's a community that needs to be fed, we're going to provide meals for them with the money that comes from the marketplace Mm -hmm. and with the support that we get from the community because we live on one planet, right? Yes. And it was very important for us um, as women of color founders to build a space that celebrates everybody mm-hmm. because we got sick and tired of like having the silo groups everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it is not inclusive if there's still subgroups. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. wanted to change that. Very, very true. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's very change driven. And I feel like you guys have a very specific um, goal that you guys want to achieve, which is really nice because I think it can be really hard sometimes if you don't really have that goal and you just kind of mindlessly try and get somewhere, which is interesting. I mean, I guess the spontaneity of that may be fun, but I think having that specific goal and vision that you guys have, like it's, it seems like you guys put it pretty clear, you know, like you guys had that really concrete foundation and knew exactly what you guys wanted from this, which is amazing. I love that. Um, where did the idea come from? Did you guys like just sit down? Like, I know you guys are roommates. So where did it come from? Um, um, so maybe we should tell a story of how we met, met each other first. Yes. Go for it. Yeah, like, it would make sense. Our story, <laughs> the whole thing about building pathos in our friendship is very fluid. Yes. And, you know, each day is different and we just build on top of that. For those of you who don't know technology, we like to say that everything that we build or what we do is agile. Mm-hmm. So you're building, but you don't know what you're building. You're just building it. Um, we come from a tech background, so like agile frameworks, you just build and you see what comes from it. Um, smart people stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so where did it begin? I get, it's our friendship. We met on LinkedIn. (laughs) Yes. I slid in her DM. (laughs) I'm weak. (laughs) So, um, and the funny thing is like my coworkers at that time, I was telling her this, the story 
is that they thought <laughs> she was trying to hit on me. And I was like, no, guys. I was literally just about to say, I'm like, LinkedIn is sometimes like the tech Tinder. Do you guys ever feel that? Like, you just like weird ass <laughs> people or like just like slide into your DMs. That is so <laughs> funny. Yeah, for all of her like, co-workers and friends. So I worked at a company where I did like market research and I was talking to former experts in a certain area. We'd interview them and get insight on like maybe an industry and then we like work with clients who needed that information. Yeah. Really crazy. Um, <laughs> and I was at this job and I was working on this project. It wasn't even my project. It was somebody else's project and I was recruiting and I realized that there were no black people or people of color who were recruited to this project. More importantly, there were no black women. And I was like, mm. all right, well, I'm going to do what I want. And I went in there and I was like, I'm going to recruit these. And the first black lady that came up through my search was Lydia. And I was like, Lydia, black, I'm calling her. So I put in her DM and I was like, hey, do you want to work on this project? And she's like, of course. You know, let me backtrack. It's really wild how you'll slide in somebody's DM and they just answer right right i'm the type of person that like talk to strangers oh me too for sure i'm (laughs) so that person but i was like hey you want to work on this sure here's my number what (laughs) 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 can it be that other thing it really it really could be she hit me up about like and we were like okay cool yeah let's just jump on the call and when we jumped on the call we did not talk about that project at all no, we talked about how much we hated our job and how, you know, being a black woman in tech was like, yeah. being a black woman in corporate is already hard enough. Being a black woman mm-hmm. in existence is absolutely hard. Mm-hmm. And then being a black woman in technology and you're under 30 years old, it was just like, oh. mm-hmm. so we talked about the, how much we hate our job. Mind you, we were at the job on the phone, on their phone. Wow. Talking about how much we don't. On their phones. <laughs> And like using their computers, their computers, yeah, their devices. Talking about how much we don't like their shit. Um, we just didn't like it, and and that's pretty much where our friendship built from there. Mm-hmm. You know, we we had a little bit of time, but we didn't talk. Um, yeah. and then we connected one time in December, and transparently, we spoke every single day on the phone since for then. hours since. Yeah. We changed. Wow. We just like click, and then like the things that we were talking about, they were like real stuff. It wasn't like, hey, y'all, mm-hmm. catch me up on your weekend. It was like, yo, like we're getting up in age. How many kids do you want to have? Yeah. We were like so transparent with one another. We're like, we talked about how much money we made in tech, what our credit scores look like. It was like a real friendship. It, it is. Was a real right so that's pretty much how that built it's like we were able to jump right in and it was so easy there was never like oh I think yeah. like I like this girl let me see it was yeah. I felt like I'd known her a lifetime yeah and it's, it's really remarkable to have someone where you can share everything with and growing up like high-key adulting is mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really a thing and yes. it's a transition so you know, you can have mentors, but there's nothing like having someone go through it with you mm-hmm. and never want to stop pretending like everything is all sugar coated and like honeysuckles and cute and shit. It's not. And yeah. having to have someone that you can just be real about mm-hmm. every day, it was like, it was, 
There yeah. was nothing else that I could ask for in a friend. Someone that looks like you, who's in this journey because they choose to, not because you convinced them to. Mm-hmm. So we always feel like we went into this like hand holding together side by side. It wasn't one driving the other one or like dragging them on, forcing them on. I think that's why like our friendship came so easily. I think there's such a beauty in finding those genuine relationships, especially, I mean, you guys are already in such a field where you don't see other people that look like you, you know, and your relationship honestly couldn't, may not have been this, you know what I'm saying? So there's something in the universe that's just like bringing you guys together and was like, there's something here, you know? And I think there's so much beauty in the realness of just a friendship because sometimes I think um, in corporate world, especially not that I would know anything about it, but I do see like, even the way that, (laughs) even the way that Hollywood portrays it, it's very much so like, oh, like, we're really serious, like, you know, like, there's no space for those personal relationships, it's only work, and it's only all that kind of stuff, because we have to look badass from the outside, and, you know, already as a black woman in the industry, you're probably feeling like, I have to put on my power face, you know, like, I I can't, I don't have time for friends, you know, I can tell over the freaking podcast that you guys are very powerful black women in such a strong way, you know, and I think it might be so easy to be like, oh, I don't know who to trust, you know, and you guys were so able to do that with each other, and find each other, and really trust each other so fast, like, I mean, I I definitely know what it feels like to just kind of meet someone and then you just like go on for hours and you're like how did this person like how was this person not in my life before yeah we like even when covid started we yeah. spent nine hours a day on the phone well before covid because mm-hmm. she worked remote and i worked remote and i was in between projects so when i was in between projects we just talked i was a consultant mm-hmm. so i traveled a lot mm-hmm. um and we would talk on the phone for eight nine hours a day because we're both remote so we kind of like co-work together because we didn't like co-working with our co-workers um we would clean our house together on friday nights while drinking wine (laughs) virtually i'm in virginia she's in texas at that time so we're like what are you doing right (laughs) we like go grocery shopping together virtually (laughs) damn my if i had minutes like back in the day my shit be fucked up I would have to only talk to you after 9 p.m. Right? Remember that after 8 o'clock you get for you? 8 p.m. I'm weak. Oh my gosh. So we spent all the time talking on the phone. Like we spent all our days together. Like the only time we didn't talk was like when we went to bed. And then COVID happened. I was even home with my family and we were FaceTiming all the time to the point my family knew Lydia as if she was another family member. (laughs) I would just like put her on FaceTime like prop the phone up in the kitchen and like everybody would just talk to Lydia it was and I love that she has a really nice family like they just welcomed me in and they just like took me in as their daughter and I was like oh my gosh thank you like yeah they're from okay thanks yeah I love this but we knew like we also knew like in that process like when COVID started and stuff like we wanted to build our own company we yep. did not like the idea of working for other people, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily working for other people. It was working with people who do not celebrate other people. Yeah. It was about yeah. going to containers. So our first business idea was we were going to build a consulting company that was focused on change across of like change management in D&I. Mm-hmm. And we were going to go into these companies and we were going to tell them how do they properly build these systems and processes in place to make sure that the DNI perspective was met because you can't just what I think a lot of companies fail in doing is they will take diversity and inclusion and they'll throw it into a burning ship mm, yep. rather than dismantle the ship and rebuild it yeah yes oh my gosh 
Say it again, girl. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, something that we were pushing towards was how can we... We hated it from our own experiences. Yeah. Because it would it would be like... It felt like getting black faces just for DNI purposes. Mm-hmm. But when they got into the places, the place was not set up for people that look like us. So we were just, like, mm-hmm. struggling mentally, physically, like... Spiritually. Spiritually. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. And we wanted to change that. So yeah. we had this grand scheme idea that we were going to create these like remote manuals and we we're going to go to these companies. And we already had a major tech startup in San Francisco that was like, yeah, come. Uh-huh. Right. And then one day it dawned on us that that was too much work. And we didn't want to do that. Yeah. And we wanted to be moms and we didn't want to be absent. That was the whole mm. focus of that. We wanted to be wow and have a business that worked for us. Instead of us being having to be there present every hour of the day. Yeah, it worked for us, not, it, not us work for it. Yep. I'm willing to put in the work now, but yep. when I am a mother, I want to be fully present mm-hmm. with my kids. And of course, yep. I also have my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but our whole goal is to build better humans. So you have to be present. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you as a woman, like if that is your values and like that's what you want, you should be able to have both. You should be able to have the best of both worlds and not have to. Agreed. Yeah, you shouldn't have to compensate for either or. Yeah. And I think like leading yeah. to that and like it really leads into what we build at Pothos, but I think it's very important that entrepreneurs should know. Yeah. There's so someone once said to me, I mean, do you control your calendar or does your tra- calendar control you? Mm-hmm. But then that also leads mm-hmm. into do you you build your life and you build your business around it you don't build your business and build your life around it you only get one life everybody dies yep yep nobody making it out y'all yeah so like you really have to like (laughs) think about the decisions that you make the infrastructures that you build the people that you hire the way you build your business because at the end of the day the business is an extension of your life Mm -hmm. but it's not separate it's a part of your life yeah, and you can dismantle yeah. that anytime you want or move so you on have to, to think the next about one. It. So that's how we ended up here, pretty much. You yeah. know, we, um, we wanted to build something regardless. Um, then we took some time, and then COVID happened. And then... COVID sped up, yeah. yeah. When was that? COVID sped up. <laughs> yeah, COVID sped up. You know, things got weird and stuff around the country. Yeah. And then, from my perspective, I received a random um, email from Elle magazine. Mm-hmm. and I remember I was on the phone with her and I was like girl I just got an email from Elle this is a scam it was just like a random email there were no colors in it nothing I was like, what is this I was like girl it's a scam Elle's trying to interview me she's like what and I'm like girl I know what the hell because I my background is um outside of doing strategy and technology work I have a background in makeup so I've been like a celebrity makeup artist for a while in film and like okay fashion week and stuff but it was a hobby. I thought nothing of it. Didn't even realize what I had been building. Yeah. Um. So I get this email scam, and I'm like, "This is a scam." So I fill out the information. And she helped me fill it out because I'm just like, "Girl, this is crazy." And then, like a week or two later, I have a bunch of friends sending me DMs and screenshots of me in this magazine. I'm like, "Oh, this wasn't a scam." Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and a real thing. And it was all about like black people, black women. What are they doing with their hair in quarantine? Yeah. So we were just chatting one day, joking around, because we're always joking. And then we realized that, like, we didn't have access to the hair products that we needed because they were all closed. But more importantly, like all our beauty supply stores, mm -hmm, they were closed. So getting braiding hair on Amazon is sus. And (laughs) 
we <laughs> so we realized that the products that we need if they're not at Target or Sally's for high prices, we couldn't get it. Yep. So our first solution was was to create a beauty supply store online. Yeah. Where you can just get all the things you can find in your normal beauty supply store. Yeah. But digitally, mm-hmm. because black women couldn't get access to their hair. Yeah. Um but that changed. We quickly realized that that whole supply chain of that building a online supply store wasn't working out because it was just like it was almost like landlocked on all ears. We could not get in the suppliers mm-hmm. to send us any product. They wouldn't even respond to our By emails. people who were not black. We'll just leave it there. No, no, we'll leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was very interesting and we quickly realized that we need to pivot into something else rather than like just trying to make this work and then we, like one day we like sat down and we were late. like oh, yeah so we were late well too <laughs> yeah we, we do our best work when we're most lethargic because yeah. there's no ego we can just work yeah you're, you're right yeah. you're very right it's delirious yeah just do Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I feel you. I get like my most spon- like spontaneous moments at like one in the morning, and it's like, why? Why is all this coming right now? And then I just act on it. You just act. You have on to it. act on it. Yeah. No, seriously. So that's when like we came together. We start thinking about like, oh, we hate these brands, or we like these brands. And what do you like about your experience shopping on these websites versus these ones? So we start putting in together a platform and our experiences and our experiences, our likes and dislikes and the things that we value. So going back to like social impact, that's something that we wanted to build within our company, that being like the front and center focus. So going back to that, we're like, okay, well now we have an e-commerce store and we still weren't sure what that would fully look like. So when we like talked about all of our different experiences, like Lydia has very, very curly hair. So Lydia's hair process is very different than mine because I have a different curl pattern than hers. Yeah. And then I also think about like when I was a makeup artist, I worked at Mac and then I worked independently. Something that I hated was before a set, I'd be running around with my head cut off in New York City Mm -hmm. looking for all the products that I need because something that I was very adamant about in my work was having the ability to do from the most fair-skinned person to the most darkest person. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very important for me as an artist that I can match exactly yeah. to the whole range. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I hated telling all of my different clients to go to different spaces. I hate it when our friend groups are very diverse. We travel the world. Yeah. But we can't all walk into a store and get what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. So that's when we came up with okay, let's build this thing around beauty, but most importantly, make sure it's social impact. Most importantly, let's give back to our community. And the last component is when we got fed up. Let's talk about what beauty really means because what is is this facade and the industry? What what is really happening here? These these brands don't care about being inclusive. Yeah. Tokenism is a thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I mean, you can show that you're being inclusive and having diversity by throwing that one, like, beautiful black girl in there, you know, and then it's just like, okay, was that the, you know, like, yeah. are, how many other people look like that in your 
in, on your feed, especially during the whole Black Lives Matter thing. I know y'all saw all the tea going down with all these brands that was like, white girl, white girl, white girl, white girl. Okay, a black girl, Hispanic girl. You know, like it was very, it was so like that. And you can go back on all of these brands right now and look and see their history of their feed and you can tell, you know? They're interesting. Changed. So since we're on that topic, Definitely. we might as well just talk about it because that's like the yeah. center of our business. Yep. It's like, we're not building a space that's just for black women. We're not building mm-hmm. a space that's just for black people. Mm-hmm. We're building a space that is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Black, white, Korean, purple, Hispanic. green, man, woman, trans, it's for everybody. <laughs> yes. We live on one planet, right? Yep. So when we think about, and we're calling brands out, like when we work with brands, if they do not meet certain metrics, you can't sell here. Yep. Until you fix that. We're not saying it may not be forever, mm-hmm. but we're saying that for now, we see that. It's like you really have a problem when it comes to inclusion inclusivity it's not let's just add another face or build another silo of things like here are body clock brands within this massive life space it yeah are you building this are you being proactive mm-hmm. or are you being reactive yeah and that's where we really stand on the ground and we are proactive yes we're building a place of unity mm-hmm. there are all forms of kind of people we are not being reactive mm-hmm there's no such thing as a shelf life for a certain percentage. There are hundreds and thousands of brands that may be small, may not get exposure. Yep. There may be big brands that may not get exposure. Yeah. But just throwing in a token is not okay. It's not cool. It's not. It causes self-esteem issues. It causes mental health issues. It yep. causes the way we build other companies issues. It causes the way even a tech company who we put in the front of our company, how we build like our, our, our stock system. Yep. Everything boils down from beauty and fashion. You can't miss it. Yep. It's right. Yeah. 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 And I think like in the effects of like it has on our mental health, like if you really think about it, even when we were kids, like beauty was defined for us. Yeah. And it did mm-hmm. not look like people like us. So you're automatically mm-hmm. thinking from a very young age, you're an ugly woman or you're an ugly kid or you're not included because you don't look like a certain color or a certain features or anything like that. So like I think mentally it's just like having you become less of the other person would look like. And then when you have been conditioned like that and then you go to people like places like tech and then you're already put in a like a glass house. Mm-hmm. Like you're just a black face, like your opinion, I'm going to say it matters to you, but really I'm not going to implement any of these strategies that you have given us. So it was mm-hmm. really messed up. And we, we, no, I feel you. Yeah. We just want, it's very imperative that we build a space where we celebrate because everyone and everything is beautiful. Yeah. I don't believe in beauty is the eye of the beholder. Yeah. I believe that beauty exists everywhere and in anything. Yeah. And we need to start talking about that because maybe we'll have a world that will care more about one another. Yeah. If we see that. Yeah. So that's what Pop-Up Beauty does. We get to like, it's pretty cool. Like we're building this community where everyone's a part of it. Mm-hmm. They can have conversations amongst themselves. We're going to do like a live series where we're talking to all forms of people, any form of influencers to brand owners, to athletes, to consumers, whatever that path is, we want to talk to you. Yes. We want to have that conversation and we want to, build things up so there's not these ranks of elitism it's we're gonna build mm-hmm. something together we're gonna change the world together we're gonna do yes. everything together yes and it's really a joy to build it um and that's why we say vibe with us because it's all about a vibration and we vibrate more we can make change mm-hmm. um 
Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much how what we're building. Yeah. How we got there. I just want you guys to know how amazing it is. Like again, I'll go back. Like how concrete that idea is of just togetherness and beauty and everything. I think you know, I think it's very easy for brands these days to just be like, yeah, we love inclusivity. And I'm just like, can you go into detail about that? What do you mean? What exactly are you defining? You know, no. and it's really important because the little black girl who's looking in the magazine or looking on TV doesn't feel the same way just because you say inclusivity. So now their idea of inclusivity is throwing in that one token black girl in there or one token person of color in there. And then being like, oh, so now do I kind of have to compete against my own black friends to be that one token girl for this brand that I used to look up to as a little girl? No, that's shitty. That's really shitty. And that, I mean, I grew up doing ballet. I'm also a performing artist. I'm an actor, dancer, singer. I do all that kind of stuff. So I grew up in like going to a ballet company and wearing tights that were pink what wearing ballet shoes that were pink why aren't they my skin tone and then on top of that because I'm a mixed black woman I'm mixed with black and Asian it's like are you even black enough to wear tights that aren't pink because you are of lighter skin tone and it's like you just never know where you fucking fit bro like there's a spectrum and it seems like I have to fit somewhere you know and it was just so frustrating like I grew up watching actors because I mean I'm in that field as well yeah why do I have to be that one token black girl why you know like why do I have to fight for that I even see it in Broadway rooms like I go to auditions and there's like 400 people there and you see all the people of color in one circle because they feel each other they understand but why does it have to be that way like it really does boil down to the vibration of how we act and how we feel and all that stuff and I think race is just such a oh my gosh it's it can be a very beautiful thing but it can be such a messy thing when people don't know how to talk about it don't know how to incorporate it with things you know and I think you guys again just have it down packed in such a nice way and I'm so excited to see where you guys freaking take this along with that I kind of want to see like what are your goals like uh let's say for the next like couple months like couple years like what brands do you want to kind of start reaching out to or what do you think is like your next kind of steps whoa that's a loaded question (laughs) That is a lot of questions. It's a great question. We can break it into categories. Yeah, we can. Um, so we're like coming from tech. We're really systematic about. We're like, all right. Oh, I love it. I freaking love it. Our short-term goal before the year ends is when we go live, we're gonna um, launch our marketplace, and I can't wait for you guys to see that. Oh my it's god, gonna be it's sick. Epic. It's it's really sick, and like within that time period, yeah. um. The marketplace is going to go live, so there will be some products on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to, you know, we want to acquire more brands. So if there are brands that feel like they are inclusive, you know, whether clean it's sustainable, beauty. clean beauty, mm-hmm. like, please hit us up. We are more than happy to take you as long as you have, like, a Shopify store or something. Um, then we can work with you. Um, and we want to be able to give brands that exposure. But one of the main components that we are honing on for the rest of this year and next year is that we want to build a community. Yes. It's get as many people as possible to speak about their perspective on beauty. Like, mm-hmm. build as big as a marketing plan as we can as possible. Building that organic traffic and getting people to come together. They're like, let's really talk about what beauty really means. Yeah. And building that community is, like, the main perspective. Because if you build it, they will come. And if you have a community, mm-hmm. you can fail. Yeah. So no matter what we build, yeah. It will not fail because if we have our family with us, the PB Society is what we call it. Yeah. If we have the PB Society with us and has our back, like they're going to help demand and build these brands and force them to change. They're going to build new brands. They're going to build other companies and things of that sort that meet those metrics of togetherness. So mm-hmm. I would say in all in all for the next like year or even three months is to build this 
brand as fast and as large as possible this community mm -hmm. because we can move things by numbers mm -hmm. it's one thing to call yes, out, it's another thing to do the work mm -hmm. so that's what our goal is for like the next couple of months so just build it as Love possible it. and talk to as many people as possible yeah and that sounds achievable i mean especially because you guys are community driven like it's obvious that you guys do want those numbers and those voices to you know be the driving foundation of this so i think that's a really yeah that's very achievable and very attainable as well so yeah the rest yeah. will come if you build yeah. a community and we build our exposure mm -hmm. both digitally and whatever that in person looks like when we get a chance to be together um yeah. the store has without a doubt is going to do well but we have to build a community and we have to change the narrative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we shared this with you earlier, Jada, or not. But like when we first started this project, well, this company, we asked our friends, family and friends to send us a oh, video yeah. of what does beauty mean to you? So the amount of responses we received, it was, it was overwhelming. Not just the numbers, but like their responses, it hits home. So we want to be able to share that with you all. Um, those videos because they mean a lot but also if anybody wants to be a part of what does beauty mean to you campaign feel free to hit us up too yeah you can find us on instagram um feel free to send us a dm and mm -hmm. say like hey i want to submit a video and she's just like a one minute video that says like what does beauty mean to me you take a pause and then you explain what mm -hmm. that means to you and that footage is going to be used in our campaign that footage is going to be used on billboards. They're going to be used on ads. They're going to be used on the website. Mm -hmm. When you buy something from us or you take pictures and the products from there, like our website is going, the, the pictures that are going to be driven on the website are driven by community. So that yeah. rotation is going to change. Oh, my God. We're it building is. it together. It is. Um, so if anybody wants to submit to what does beauty mean to me, a part of that campaign, like be my guest, yeah. send us an email at hello at popthosebeauty.com. Mm -hmm. And like, we will publish it yeah. because it is about all of us. And we we're like I said earlier, we move in numbers. Yeah. So the more people we get to talk about it and to push the narrative, mm -hmm. then we can change it. Yeah. That was fun though. That was, it was really overwhelming. It caused a lot of tears because we sent it to like 500 friends and we just like last email everybody. When you're entrepreneur, there's no blueprint. You just yeah. can see. You throw it exactly. Six, right? <laughs> and we got like 90 responses that. And we were just overwhelmed. Like, I was surprised to even get those many submissions back. And it was just like, you know what? It was a reminder that what we're building is needed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, we have a playlist. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, I will definitely link that down below. We love it. Yeah, we need the vibe. The vibe. It's, the, it's the vibe. It's just chill. Yeah. It's always chill. No pressure ever. Yeah, there's nothing uh -huh. that's very corporate-y or traditional. Far from it. No. No. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you guys are very soul-based people as well. Like, you guys vibe off of that. And I think a playlist just completely like gives the brand its whole shape you know so if you don't have a playlist as a brand step it up because that's where we need to be there you really <laughs> because it gives you like, we curate our playlist yeah it is not censored mm -hmm. so if you're looking for censored music this is not the place for you no, no. um <laughs> it it it's the music that we listen to that we vibe to why we're building so we're like working and we hear a song that we hear is dope We'll be like, oh, we should add that. Put that shit on the. Okay. So we're not able to get the vibe of yeah. like what we're doing, 
But also, you can vibe with us. Like, if you want to submit a song for the playlist, be yeah. my guest. Like, this is something for all of us. Yeah. And in the future, like, when we get physical spaces, if we have them with post-COVID world. Um, That's one of our long-term goals. Our long-term goal is to have a physical location where it is also a, a music space. Mm-hmm. So we oh, represent the musicians. Because mm-hmm. a lot of musicians are starving artists. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and yep. we want to change that for them and build an infrastructure where they're supported. Yep. And even artists, like we want to be able to have the rotation of, of all forms, uh, all forms of art. Yep. Cause art is a very major component of my life and her life as well. Mm-hmm. And our company. And yes. it's like, pe- all people don't come in corporate form. They come in so many different ways and they should be celebrated yep. and supported. Yeah. Creatives are always left in a space of starvation. Why? Yep. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Again, I think you guys have a very, it's a very broad mission, but it's specific enough to where it makes sense. You know, it's not just like world peace, you know, but it like, it really makes sense. And I, that's a, I don't know. You guys have nailed that down so hardcore. Like, I don't even know how much time it took for you guys to really like curate the meaning of Pothos Beauty. It it comes together really well. Just letting you know. It didn't take any time. Honestly, Jada, and like also for the listeners that are listening, um, <laughs> when you walk in your purpose, yeah, it takes nothing. Keep keep going True. until you walk into your purpose. Mm-hmm. Keep hitting the wall until you hit it. Yep. Ooh, yeah, that's it. This is it. Yeah. It's it uh-huh. never work. It's always fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's freaking lovely. So I know a lot of people love to hear the behind the scenes of building a business building a brand what the freak does that even entail you even just said like the life of an entrepreneur it's not linear like you just kind of do whatever and you just blast emails you talk to the xyz you don't really know what you're doing um so what does a week in your life look like especially right now I don't know if that's hard to define because it changes all the time but what's something that you feel that you can give the listeners kind of like an outline of your week huh good question this question has been coming up a lot lately it's so interesting uh so we have well generally like on our daily basis we do have like a morning routine we reserve any time before 10 a.m to ourselves to meditate to pray to journal to read whatever you want to do with that time that's your time after 10 o'clock is really what time starts for us so like we have during you know the day we have like calls emails follow-ups um people we need to go see whether those are like business partners or not just like friends going out to the city and Dominic can add more about it um but so far that's what it's looking like lately just a bunch of like meetings and like uh recording podcasts which is so interesting it's fun (laughs) it's really it's so fun yeah so I think it's just like Anything that they made it look like, for me at least, anything that they made it look like, it's been, like, so hard. It's not, actually. And maybe because we're kind of, like, redefining it for our own. Maybe we have simplified it for ourselves, and I would love to hear what the other founders would say. But for us, it's just been very simple. But then again, we built a business around our life. Not our life around a business. Yeah. And we're roommates, right? And a lot of times people will tell you, like, don't live with, don't live or do things or business habitate yeah with us yeah i disagree yeah um it was the best thing that we could have ever done because the thing is when you build a business 
you're like getting in bed with that person. Like you're doing more with them than you do your own significant other. You're spending all your time together. But because we live with each other, the most important thing about building this business before the business is the foundation of our friendship. Yes. So like when we think about our daily routines, like our days, we co-work sometime. Um, but it's not like we're going to sit down at this time. This is where we're going to co-work. Yeah. When we have like a meeting that we need to handle together, mm-hmm. then that's when we will come together. But I know like in the mornings, we don't do anything before 10 o'clock. We barely say hello to each other before 10 a.m. Yeah. Because <laughs> who are you to talk to somebody else yeah. and allow someone else to potentially shake your day before you even got to know yourself that day? Mm-hmm. So we don't tolerate that. We don't work on Mondays. Yep. Um, only if necessary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have half days on Friday. Yeah. Um, and we make sure that our daily routine. So on Mondays, if we do work, we don't consider it working, but we'll go do like market research. So like, we'll go to the city, we'll go watch other human beings, see how they're operating, see how they're shopping, see what they're buying, talk mm-hmm. to strangers, take pictures of strangers, do things like that. With, um, with their consent. With their consent. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to look like creeps. Um, you're right. It's like, it's like zooming out the window, like taking pictures. Um, <laughs> So then we do that, and then, like, for me, I know, like, after 10 a.m., like, I wake up around 6.30 every morning, and I write, I journal, I meditate, and then I read for a while. I'm, like, right now, I'm, like, really into studying love uh, because I feel like it's, like, the most important, like, driving force of anything, so I'm really into that, and then around 10-ish, we'll come out. Both of us will start slowly creeping out of our caves around like 10 or 11 and then if we have meetings that we have to share together then we'll do it but most times our meetings are separate yeah but one thing that we built that was really important like behind the scenes that but it's also in the scenes is our systems and our company were built with the envision that we have a team of 100 people and we are we already went viral yeah so we build it that way so things work well like there's we can go three days without talking to each other but knows exactly what everyone is doing in the business Mm mm-hmm so that makes it easy. Like if she wants to go out for lunch and disappear for three hours, I don't care. If I want to leave for two days, she yeah. doesn't care. But things still get done. Yeah. Um. But we build our lives around like we have tons of plants and we like hang out with those things sometimes and we take care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we cook, we go out to the city, we go out separately, we go visit my parents in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. We really just wake up and decide what we want to do with our day and we just go from there. As long as by the end of the week or by the end of that day, those tasks are done. Like, you oh, have yeah. freedom. That that helps us. Our staff us. is, too. We, like, in the beginning of the, the week, we would say these are these are the focus for the mm-hmm. week and the two weeks out. We would plan a lot of things, but, like, you don't need to finish them today just by the end of the week, whether you work at nighttime, in the morning, whatever you do, just know these are handled. Or there is an update from both of us at the end of the week to see, to track progress. Because I work at night most times. Yep. If it's not meetings, I'm working till 2 o'clock in the morning. And not because I'm like, I have to work at 2 a.m. It's like I caught my concentration bug, and I'm going to ride out whenever I get it. And then we'll, like, have our stand-up calls on Tuesday where we talk to the team and we see how they're doing. Um, Half our team lives in Canada. Yeah. So we talk to them. And, yeah, that's pretty much – we just we just flow, honestly. 
Yes, as you should, as you freaking should. I think it's really awesome that again, you guys have your non-negotiable time to your guys' self like in the morning and then you could just kind of flow throughout the week. Yeah, it doesn't need to be super concrete. And I do like how, you know, you say you wake up at 6.30, but like if there's a morning where you need to stay up till 2 a.m. because you want to and you feel this, do it. Like you don't have to just like follow a strict schedule. Like I think you guys are very ebb and flow in a way that you guys have a lot of type A, but a lot of type B as well. Like the tech of you is like type A, you know, and then the creative you is like type B. It balances really nicely. And I think you guys living together, I was just about to ask that, but you guys already answered it about how, you know, how it feels to live with like your co-founder, like what the heck, you know, and you kind of see the good, the bad, the ugly, but I think that really does um, give you guys a stronger bond than that of another, like, founder of another brand with a co-founder and maybe they don't vibe as well you know but I think like just hearing you guys just talk you guys just bounce off of each other so well and it really does show and I think that projects really well in a brand you can kind of tell how a brand is built by the way that you know the co-founders or the founders like interact yeah. with the people and how they interact with each other like you know if they're like bitching to each other like 24 7 and like not getting anything done and not having a good time yep. that that you, that shows through the brand you can tell you know yeah. and you can see the nastiness in it, and it becomes awful you know so I see the beauty in I just see all of the beauty in this whole thing and I'm obsessed with this you're beautiful <laughs> and thank you for sharing the story with us too yeah but that's the thing it's like the the goal of this podcast as well and the goal of my youtube channel and the reason why I content create and the reason why I perform it's because I love human connection there's nothing better than that you know that's all we kind of have and yeah. it's so important to be able to spark those little moments of human connection whether if it's like you know we've seen through covid it's like the one thing that I miss like so simple so like small but it's like someone opening the door for you and just being like hey like thanks so much like have a great day like now it's just weird to do that those small things that really make a change and I really do think that that's kind of lost sometimes through social media it can become very materialistic and meritocracy based and like numbers based but like yeah. you know the, there's nothing better than that human connection and I think the way that you guys have built this and the story that you guys have is just you know that's that's priceless that's beautiful and I freaking love it <laughs> thank you yeah, we, we love that you love it and we love you thank you honestly it's it's really an honor to yeah. when we hear stories like your own of like this is what my life was like yeah. and you talked about I want to go back a little bit if that's okay but you talked yeah. about being yeah, yeah. a mixed race person right that, yeah. and like when we built this company the person that we think of in the middle first yep. is the mixed race person yep because the mixed race person doesn't fit in group yeah and so how can I build a black space without building a white space? How can I build a white space without building an Asian space? How can I build an Asian space without... It's like you never get to fit. Yep. So when we build this company, we think of those yep. amazing colorful people like yourself who yep. don't necessarily have a place to go. So and that, But that just proves the point of yep. inclusivity is not building another space. It does. It's building a space, a rainbow space where we can all fit. Mm-hmm. because you are a, a woman who is of two different backgrounds mm-hmm. have to yeah and like she lived At she all. grew up in eritrea oh, yeah. and east africa i grew up in okay. america mm-hmm. so think about the differences of background yeah right right it's you yeah. got to build a platform in a world in our everyday lives that like includes everybody yeah so yeah, and like genuinely for everybody, you know, because again, I mentioned it earlier, it can be so easy to just smack a label on it and be like, we're diverse. I really do just want to be appreciated. And I think that that's what so many people want. You know, I 
struggle so much like so often with like finding a friend group that not necessarily looks like me because that's not going to be you know that's going to be hard finding a whole Blasian squad for me to like hang out with you know so I mean but that's why I kind of vibe with everybody like I mean I don't have a choice to so it's it's weird because it's like I want to see my race and I want to appreciate my race but that's so hard to do when you know you don't want that to be the forefront of why I'm making friends with someone you know what I'm saying like it's awesome it's so awesome to bond with people that look like you and can understand your struggles and where you came from but it is also important to just appreciate the people for who they are you know what I'm saying and that's like that's the baseline of it all and I think again you guys have covered it so well and the story is just amazing so I think the last thing that I want to close out with is your adulting tip which I don't know if you thought about but it's okay it can be very simple but each of you guys can go and just give like a one-liner like something that you think that people need to adult or like something that has helped you adult oh uh. I'm gonna let you go because you don't mind your little tree. Can I have two? Yeah. One, I wanna say, don't be scared to have a relationship with money. And I think that was just like <laughs> sorry. Growing up, we were just like, there's you and then there's money. It's just there. There's no connection to you, whether it comes to you or not. You, it's just it decides. And I now understand that no, you could talk to money. You can understand it. You can have an intimate relationship with money. You can summon your dollars to do what you want them to do. It's not the other way around. So I think having that different perspective and money definitely changed. And that's why, like, in our friendship, that's what we talked about the first time. Because, you know, people don't talk about their salaries and stuff. It's a secret thing. But they could talk about yeah. what they with over the weekend on Twitter. So... <laughs> exactly and then two um don't allow yourself to have any type of boundaries you're allowed to change you're allowed to pivot you're allowed to learn you're allowed to love and you're allowed to fail and it's okay snaps girl me being at the younger age i think it's very obvious with the people around me and the people who are kind of in similar in age as well it's a very restricting mindset around money and it's very like oh i'm broke i'm never going to be able to have that or you know and money's a tool and i'm so glad that you guys like as black women you guys realize that like you don't have to be guilty for having a good relationship with money like you don't have to feel guilty about it because guess what money's a tool that can bring people together that can give resources to a community that needs it like it can do so well and if there's a negative mindset negative like connotation around it it can easily be so easy to just like look at it and just be like no like I don't need money you know but it's really good and I'm so glad that you have that relationship with it and that I think everyone should kind of develop that and that's a whole other podcast episode that's a like a long podcast episode about just money in general and I might bring you guys back on to talk about it because you guys have that experience and I I love it what is my adulting tip to leave with you you know how I say oh god everything is made up and you're gonna die anyway yeah and I say that, I'll give a little bit of explanation because, like, people get emotional. Like, there's a new discovery. <laughs> like, they'd be like, how die. is she leaving us? Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> really? Right? So you think about it from a perspective of everything is made up. Yeah. Everything that we have, we do, we see, we eat. Um, other than, like, the universe, it's everything is made up. People decided. Mm-hmm. Somebody decided that they were going to make an audio. You decided you were going to make a podcast, and we were going to sit on it. So you made something. Yeah. And then it's like, you, you can really make up whatever you want. Like, you, your life is really a movie, and you get to decide, for the most part, what those scenes in that movie are going to be. Yes. And then guess what? You die. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you understand that the absolute truth is death, then mm-hmm. you will begin to live. It's when you fear yep. death, is you, feel your, you fear yourself. Like, I know... 
that one day that I'm going to die. I don't know when. Yeah. I just know that one day I'm going to die. So I'm going to live every day yeah. fully because one day I'm not going to be here. So what am I going to do daily that can allow me to leave some form of a legacy? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make my own shit up. Mm-hmm. Right. My business. And as an adult, I had to learn that because I always followed yeah. everybody else's blueprint. So as an adult, I learned that everything was made up and that mm-hmm. I'm going to die. And that, I mean, I faced near death about several times in some auto accidents, but I'm not even kidding. And when you face that point, you realize that, like, bro, I'm really going to die. So it's like, what am I going to do with my life? So I leave that with you guys to say, like, everything is made up and then you die. Yeah. Listen, that's really straightforward and to the point, And it has so much truth behind it. And you know, I don't think people fear death. I think people fear living. And that's what's the scary part. It's because people are like so scared to like do everything. People don't fear death. They fear the life that they live right now. So they're not living it to the fullest. You know, they're not really doing the things that are going to get them to be happy, get them to have that fulfilled life. Because you're right. Like you do die at the end. And I think that's such a like, oh, like, don't say that. You that's so like morbid. I'm like, do you want me to get any more? Like, do you want me to sugarcoat this? Like, yeah. you're gonna, you know, yeah. so yeah, I love it. Thanks for putting it so straightforward and just leaving that with the listeners because I hope that resonates like take it do that business do that YouTube channel start a family do whatever you want to do I love it oh my gosh you guys are so inspiring such amazing freaking women plug your handles right now plug the handle I mean I will leave everything down below but just say it anyway you can find (laughs) we'll start the brand you can find us on Pablo's Beauty and we're on Instagram Twitter Pinterest um, and the website is www.pablosbeauty.com and then individually, you can find me at Diamond Hawkins underscore on all socials. So yeah, Twitter, Instagram. I'm I'm trying to get on TikTok. So like maybe you guys can <laughs> there. Um, and yeah, pretty much LinkedIn everywhere. Everything's Diamond Hawkins. I try to keep myself accessible to everybody. Oh uh, yeah, it's smart. Um, <laughs> I can be found on Lydia D Greatness. <laughs> So the letter D and then greatness. Because, you know, I'm, I stepped into my greatness season in 2020. Yes, ma'am. So, and then LinkedIn, it's just like Lydia Divisai. But if you type in my Lydia Divisai, you will find me in all social. Awesome. Also, um, y'all have to send me that Spotify playlist. Oh, we weren't kidding you. about that. Yeah, it's on our IG It's page. on our IG playlist. It's in the yeah, But I'll send it to you. Awesome. We'll link it down below. Thank you guys again so much for coming on. Of course, <laughs> thank you, Jada. Thank you, Jada. Jada.